Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 16 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs a one-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show. We're meeting with Ace Rodriguez, the founder and CEO of Pickleball Kingdom, an indoor pickleball facility with a membership model. Pickleball is the fastest-growing sport in in America, and Pickleball Kingdom is the leading brand of indoor pickleball facilities. And we'll talk to Ace about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts. At Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com. Or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. From Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 16 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show. We're meeting with Ace Rodriguez, the founder and CEO of Pickleball Kingdom, an indoor pickleball facility with a membership model. And pickleball is the fastest-growing sport in America, and Pickleball Kingdom is the leading brand of indoor pickleball facilities. Hi, Ace. How are you? Welcome to the show. 
Hey, thanks, Marty. It's a pleasure to be here. Love the show. Thank you so much, Ace. It's a pleasure to have you on today. We always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from today, Ace? I'm calling from our corporate office in the beautiful Ahwatukee foothills in Arizona. Beautiful. That's fantastic. And, you know, I have to tell you, I, I, the little quick story is I have a sister. She introduced me to pickleball. I still haven't played yet, but hmm. she became obsessed with the game. I mean, she literally, when she wants to play, she has to go online at 12 o'clock at night just to book an appointment. I didn't realize the, the, the demand for the game. And then I read the article about you in Franchise Times. Which, congratulations, by the way. That was a fantastic article. You know, Thank and I was you. so excited to have you on the show. I thought, you know, maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, how you came up with the whole concept. Yeah. So, well, first thing, let me uh, talk about your sister. She got bit yeah. by the pickleball bug. <laughs> she did. <laughs> and that's a common uh, ailment in our yes. world. Um, I'll tell you, people ask, well, Ace, why, why is pickleball so popular? Why is it exploding? Why are my friends obsessed with it? Yeah. I think there's two main reasons. Mm-hmm. Number one the learning curve is so short. Even for professed non-athletes, in five to ten minutes, they're playing the sport. And, you know, golf, you know, basketball, anything else, if you've never played, it's months, if not years, before you can truly play. But secondly, Marty, and this is kind of the magic formula, if you will, for pickleball, it's so social that Mm -hmm. typically you're playing in pairs, so it's two against two, but the four people – are never usually more than 10 feet apart. So right. there's conversation, there's laughing, smack talking. It's just, yeah. you know, it's people connecting. And in our digital right. world, I think people yearn for that connection. And so that happened oh. to me. I had yeah. buddies that got into pickleball and like you're talking about your sister. I was thinking right. there's an inside joke that's going on that I'm on the outside because I don't get it. I saw right. some videos. It looked fun, but, yeah, these right. guys were, like, playing every day. And I'm like, yes. dude, I have a life. <laughs> and so I finally, Great. you know, begrudgingly <laughs> showed up, and Marty, in five minutes, I'm standing yes. on the court and said, greatest sport ever. I felt like wow. I was standing on a giant ping pong table. <clears throat> so Thanks. much fun. And so I would start – inviting other guys and, you know, just having these little yeah. get-togethers and 15 to 20 guys at a time and just for fun. And it was mm-hmm. probably the fourth or fifth time I did it, right. January 9th of 2021. We're standing on a court, and I just had that, you know, moment where it's like a, a montage in a movie, you know, in slow right. motion. I'm looking around because I had heard pickleball was kind of the old man's game, retired mm-hmm. sport. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking around, Marty, and I'm seeing <clears throat> two of the guys who came are brothers. They had six sons or have six sons between them. So I'm oh. seeing these boys, six to 14 years old, playing on a court. Yeah. Great time. Looking over oh. there, a bunch of women playing. Great time. Looking right, right across from me, uh, right. three elderly couples doing a rotational thing. Great time. Family and their four kids. Great time. These two courts, my guys, 20 to 50-something. Great time. I'm like, there is something universal about this, but at that point, Marty, I had done this enough to kind of see the downside. The downsides were, can't reserve a court, so to your sister's problem, at least she can try to reserve. Public courts, you can't reserve, so you show up and you sometimes wait for 40 minutes to get on. Uh, It's hot, it's cold, the sun Mm -hmm. gets in your eyes, you don't want Mm -hmm. to get, you know, skin cancer, and then the courts are dirty. You know, I'm not a germaphobe, but 
whatever's one step below germaphobe, that's where I'm at. And I just can't (laughs) help but see all the stuff on the cord and I'm wiping my face because I sweat a lot. And so at that moment, I talked with some buddies and I just said, you know, if there were an indoor facility, all these problems go away. So the big idea, Marty, was not that because a thousand people had that idea before I did. The big idea was the execution, actually pulling it off. And I said on that day, how hard could it be? Biggest understatement of my life. (laughs) It has been the most difficult thing I've ever done, but by far the most rewarding. And so, you know, we kind of figured out the kinks. And, uh, you know, here we are uh, two years later from that inception moment to uh, launching, you know, this national franchise campaign. That's great. What a great story. I love how you tell the story. And there was a quote that I, I, I highlighted um, in, in Beth uh, Ewan's article. You said, you said, we've made some good decisions and we've made some bad decisions, but that's where the learning happens on our dime. We're not just building a new mm. brand. We're creating a new industry. And I said, wow, how great is it to be part of something new, right? Like that new industry. There's, there's this book. I don't know if you ever read it. it, it it's kind of an older book, but it's called Blue Ocean Strategy, and it talks about going into mm-hmm. the industry. And that's exactly what I thought of, you know, when I read that quote. And I just said, I said, wow. I said, now I think I get it, you know, what where my sister's obsession is and how you, you had this aha moment, didn't you, you know, and, but you executed it. Cause you're right. Probably other people thought about it. They said, Oh, this was easy. Just set it up as an indoor court. But you, and you talked about it in the article too, you know, the, the challenges of even just like keeping it clean is, is, is a challenge, isn't it? You hit it right on the head, Marty. Uh, well said. There's just so many layers to moving lots of people. You know, we move right. several hundred to close to a thousand people a day through our facility. Wow. So to make that transition seamless, to make the user experience great, once people step on a court, it takes care of itself. That's the magic of pickleball. But what's right. the experience before they get on, when they get off, the ease of purchase, uh, reservations, the technology involved? It's like an onion. The more you peel, the more that's there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And yeah, I'm, I say that to the world that we made a bunch of mistakes, but that's why we didn't franchise right away. Right. You know, we right. worked those things out, got it to the point that we got a working model that, you know, is doing great. And then we said, now from the moment I, when I stood on that court that day and said, hey, mm-hmm. this would be better indoors, I immediately saw this as a franchise play. Right. So with that idea, right. from the time I started, Marty, we documented everything. So we have our operating manual that we call Keys to the Kingdom. So we have that now, and and it's a living document that we've changed and adjusted it and updated it. So, you know, that's what a franchisee gets. They get the the net result of our good decisions and our bad decisions to what's working today. Does technology play a role in in the business? You know, we're talking about something, you know, getting away from technology, but I imagine technology is, is somehow part of the business, isn't it? Actually, Marty, I would say it's a big part of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you know, it's it sounds kind of simple, you know, because people are playing pickleball. But right. when you just look at the sheer numbers of mm-hmm. people that want to play and then the reservations, case in point, your sister, you know, trying right. to get on a court. Right. Um, so we have those things with our own app, you know, so someone can go on the Google Play Store or the App Store uh, and download Pickleball Kingdom's app you know, reserve courts to get into our leagues, tournaments, lessons. And just that was sort of the fine line of figuring out how much programming to have, you Mm -hmm. know, because some people want to just play like, hey, leave me alone. Let me get on a court with my buddies and play. 
Other right. people want communal events. Hey, when's the next yes. tournament? When's the next league? You know, that type of thing. And then finally, other people, and this is a really common thing because getting back to my story, when my buddies introduced me, I literally said, guys, let's play again tomorrow. How about 2 o'clock? And they're <laughs> right. saying, we can't get off of work. Let's play at right. 6 o'clock. And right. I said, wow, my daughter's a senior in high school. She plays competitive volleyball, and yeah. I, I'm soaking it in. I don't want to miss anything, so I go to all our practices, so I can't right. come at 6. And I didn't have anyone to play with, therefore. And I yeah. wasn't going to go to a public court and be kind of that weird guy. Hey, right, can I play right. with you guys? And yes. they came with their friends, so now someone has to sit out. So we have a system called drop-in where people paddle up. You just go to, we've got beginners, intermediate, advanced, mm-hmm. 10 hours a day, Marty, of drop-in plays. like pick-up basketball. Wow. Kind of like putting your quarter on a table to say, I got next game. You right. put your paddle on this rack, you're in the next game. So it's not this weird thing. You're not asking permission. That's right. the system. Now wow. you're playing with people about your skill level. But here's the great thing, Marty. Not only are they at your skill level, they have a similar schedule because they're there at the same time. Right. So you That's would be like, brilliant. hey, what's your name, Bob? Bob, I'm Marty. Hey, we're about the same. Do you normally come on right. Tuesdays at noon? Hey, you want to set up a time? Now you've got a pickleball buddy. Those organic right. relationships happen so, so much. <clears throat> so it's wow. that community that we're really building in the kingdom. That's fantastic. I, I love it, Ace. It's such a, it's such a great story. And because the, I guess, you know, the industry is so new, I don't, I don't even know if there's numbers out there yet. I mean, as far as how big the industry is, I mean, have you come across anything, Ace, yet? Like, as far as, like, how big pickleball is at this point? No, the operative word you used there was new. Right. Marty, it's so right. new. In the industry, yeah. when you say indoor, pickleball right. you know what that means right. it really means playing on a basketball court so right. because gyms say oh we have indoor from two to four o'clock on tuesdays and thursdays right. no basketball right. it's pickleball right and so when people show up at our courts they're like oh i went out and bought indoor balls well right. those indoor balls again are designed for basketball courts so they bounce differently I and on wow. a basketball court it's great for basketball it's not great for pickleball. There's always right. that micro slide of the ball. It doesn't bounce true. Our facilities, Marty, are outdoor court surfaces. Okay. So they have that little bit of grit. You know, it's what people yes. know and love playing outdoors. Right. Right. We just eliminated all the bad stuff. <clears throat> no wind, sure. no sun, no heat, no cold. You know, it's perfect temperature. So we've been able to do that. So I would say we are literally help create this industry and, you mm-hmm. know, kind of figure out with reservations, how that all works. Uh, I mean, I stared at a blank sheet of paper, you know, how do we do this? How, Cause right. there is no model to follow. Right. Uh, but again, we've worked out those kinks. So we're paving the highway for franchisees to come behind us and, you know, kind of run full speed ahead. A tough question, Ace, but <clears throat> what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you since launching Pickleball Kingdom? I, I imagine you probably have a thousand stories if you and I were having a cup of coffee together, but does anything kind of stand out, you know, over the years that you kind of say, wow? Two things. Um, I would say the sheer demand has been overwhelming. Uh, I've been in business for 30 years mm-hmm. and in all types of industries, and right. no matter how great my product or service, there's still selling, for lack of a better term, right? Let me tell you why you want to buy this. Mm -hmm. Marty, in this case, we open at 6 in the morning and close Mm -hmm. at 11 p.m. Wow. People are standing at 5.50, literally standing at the door, waiting for the click of the lock so they can come in and play. 
And at 11 o'clock at night, my employees are saying, okay, guys, you got to wrap up. You can't finish your game. You <laughs> right. have time to go home. And so the sheer demand is just astronomical. And, and then secondly, let me just get back to the communal aspect. Um, mm-hmm. There's a gal, and this is just sort of the epitome of what I'm talking about, that it was the week before we were open. So <clears throat> the facility was basically done. You know, Mm -hmm. we're getting, you know, fine-tuned stuff. So it was late, probably 10 o'clock at night one night, and I'm the only one there kind of setting up chairs and doing different things. And I look over and I see this woman kind of, you know, with her hands by her eyes trying to look into the facility. So I go out, open the door, and just say, hey, you know, we'd like to see you inside. She's like, oh, are you sure? Like, I don't want to post. I said, no, come on in. So gave her a quick tour. And she's like, oh, this is great. I said, do you play? She goes, no, I don't play. But like everyone else, been hearing about it. You know, I mm-hmm. read articles. I see things. And it looks fun. And I said, you know, we're having a, a pre-opening, you know, kind of membership sale if you're interested. And she said, yeah, you know, I am. But – and then she kind of got teary-eyed, Marty. And she, and she was just very candid. And she just kind of was very transparent mm-hmm. and said, I'm going to be honest. I don't have a lot of friends. So everything I see is four people playing. I don't think I could get three other people to play. Right. So I got a little choked up, and I'm not going to use her name, but I kind of told her, I said, hey, you know, let me explain what we're going to do. And I said, I was in the same situation. I explained how I started. Right. So I said, we got this thing we're going to do. See those hooks on on the post? I explained what that is. So I said, so you don't have to bring people. You literally can come by yourself three times a day. Right. We have blocks of time, and I explained how that's going to work. She goes, you know what? Okay, I'll, I'll try it. She became a member. Marty, wow. every time I see her, it warms my heart. She walks in. It's kind of like Norm. Yeah. From Cheers, right? <laughs> Norm. People are wow. like, hey, shouting out her name. Hey, you want to jump in a game? Right. She has different circles of friends. She comes sometimes twice a day. She has a smile on her face. She has wow. her people. She's now part of a tribe, and, and to think – yeah, we built that community. That that's priceless, Marty. It is priceless. It is. It's priceless. And, you know, I've been doing the show 16 years. I think that's become my favorite story um, <laughs> in the show. You know, I ask the question that's all awesome. the time. You know, it really is. It's what what a what a great story. I mean, it's just it's so it's so moving, isn't it? I mean, and now uh-huh. you get the chance, Ace, to share this model with other aspiring. The entrepreneurs and you know so it makes me curious mm. i mean when, when you decided to start franchising um what's what's important to you when taking on a new franchise i mean are there any characteristics or traits that you you feel are important to be successful wow that's a great question mm. I, I would say the overarching thing would be it's someone that wants or or maybe embraces first mover advantage mm. because mm. This is so new. Someone going into, and right. this is, I don't mean this in any condescending way, if someone's sure. going into a food concept, there's so many right. food concepts, right? Correct. Even though it's a new chicken right. thing, spin right. on burgers, but still, there's so many others. So you're kind of going into something that's fairly predictable to some degree. In our yeah. case, we're kind of like a gym. We're kind of like a few things, but we're not right. really anything. It's completely right. unique. So it yes. has to be someone that wants that adventure, and I got to tell right. you again, Marty, being in business for 30 years, this is the adventure of my lifetime. And I'm looking for other people that want to have that same thing. They want to have that kingdom in their hometown and, and right. maybe even better yet, you know, have a whole bunch of them. So right. I think 
the other maybe characteristic would be, and this is not unique to Pickleball Kingdom, but it's unique to franchising, I guess. It's people who have um, kind of that entrepreneurial spirit, mm-hmm. but within a system, right? Mm-hmm. That yes. they can't yes. be entrepreneurial where, hey, I want to change the logo. You know, red right. is my favorite color. Correct. I want to do that. But right. they have to say, okay, Ace, tell me the lanes. What's mm-hmm. the left side? What's the right side? And I'm going to be as creative as I can within those lanes. That right. person is going to blow up. They're going to do great. That's kind of who we're looking for. That's fantastic. And what would what would the training? Uh, how how does that work, Ace? I mean, do they come to would it be corporate headquarters for for the training? Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So literally, I'm calling you from our corporate headquarters. So mm-hmm. yeah, we have a five day training class. Okay. They would come here, and it's it worked out beautifully for us where our corporate office is about three miles from our Chandler Club. So, wow. you know, we have sort of this um, kind of back-and-forth classroom, you know, boots-on-the-ground right. type training. So in one right. session, you learn about the front desk and just the million of variables that happen mm-hmm. at check-in, reservations, membership. So we talk about those things kind of academically here. Right. And then we take a break and bring in some sandwiches, and then now let's reconvene at the kingdom. And now, Marty, they're standing at the front desk actually doing those things. Right. And so, again, it's kind of this great kind of philosophical versus get your, get your hands dirty and actually do the thing. So when someone's leaving from our five-day training class, they are fully equipped to not just run a kingdom but to mm-hmm. empower others to do the same thing and build their team. I'm thinking about, you know, you're mentioning, Ace, that, you know, Pickleball Kingdom, they they, they open early and they close late, you know. So I'm trying to think of, like, a typical day for your your franchise model. You know, I mean, if you can paint a Mm. picture of that, what what does that look like? Yeah, so it would really depend on what role the franchisee wants to play. Because of the size and scope, yeah. Of, of our endeavor, Marty, not all franchisees are going to be, you know, the owner-operator type. Right, you know, right, we're right. going to have that CEO type, which, which is mm-hmm. fine, and that works well. Sure. So it really depends on the role, but let's just say it's the owner-operator, the guy who says, I kind of want to put my DNA in this thing and uh, be there. Well, you know, he would probably, you know, assign himself the role of general manager, And then he would have an assistant manager. So Mm -hmm. they would split the day so that one of them would typically be there. So whether he wants to open to midday or come in at midday and then close. Uh, But there's never a dull moment between dealing with events. Uh, We do two to four corporate events a week. So those, uh, if if we had to be judged, Marty, on one thing, I would say judge us by our events. Right. I would say that's the right. best thing we do and puts a smile on people's faces. And oh, yeah. and then from a business standpoint, you know, pound for pound, it's the most profitable thing we do. Mm-hmm. So it kind of works out well. Yeah. So they would help with that. They would help with, you know, scheduling with employees, you know, just all those types of things. And it's intoxicating. I'm here now at our corporate office. And Marty, you know, just a little confessional. I go down to the kingdom a couple times a week just because mm-hmm. I need that energy. <laughs> right. I need to right. hear the bouncing of the ball. I need yeah. to hear laughing and yelling and screaming and hooping and hollering. It's just, uh, it's yeah. infectious. I just love That's it. Great. 
It really is. It's 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 fantastic. You you had that moment, that aha moment, Ace. You know, which which to me, you know, in studying your background, you know, you you have all the characteristics of an entrepreneur. You know, you were able to execute. You know, a lot of people have ideas, but they they never execute. You know, and so I'm curious. You know, from from you know, because you've been in franchising for for a while now. What advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Because you know that, I mean, I've heard numbers recently that they said there's like 3,500 different systems out there. And I think what happens is wow. for someone who's interested in franchising, they get overwhelmed. They're like, oh, my God, this this is too much for me. It's an information overload. Where do I begin or start? I mean, from your experience as an entrepreneur, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Like, where do they begin? Huh. That's a very interesting question. Mm. Um, well, the first thing that comes to my mind, and this is going to start a little controversial, but I think mm-hmm. it'll it'll make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say this: Do not start with your passion. You know, when people say, mm. "Follow what you love, chase what right. you love." So again, I know right. people are thinking, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, what's that?" Right. My daughter just graduated from Grand Canyon University, you know, a month ago, and you know, all commencement speeches: "Follow your dreams." What do you yes. love? You know, that yes. kind of thing. I believe that's a mistake, and here's why. Um, mm. You can truly be passionate about something, Marty, that you're just not any good at. You right. know, to me, that's called sure. a hobby. That yes. shouldn't be called your life's work and endeavor. So yeah. that's the wrong lead question. Here's what I believe is the right lead question. It's what are you good at? What are your yeah. strengths? Right. Figure that out. What do you know? What, are you, what can you do? When you lay those out, now you ask the second question, which is the passion question. Of mm-hmm. the things I'm good at, of the areas I'm good at, what am I passionate about? Now that's something you can monetize. Now that's something you can build a career out of. So my answer to potential franchisees is to do just that. Stop right. thinking, what am I passionate about? What do I love? Start asking, what am I good at? What skills do I have? What area of expertise do I have? Start with that and then layer in passion secondarily. Then I think you're on to something. So if you apply that formula to us at Pickleball Kingdom, here's what I look at from our franchisees in terms of their strengths. Are you, number one, Mm -hmm. good with people or are you good with details? If the answer is yes to either one of those questions, I think you have a high probability of succeeding with us. You can hire the other side. You don't have to be good at both. You can hire the other one, either a GM or kind of a back office person. And even if you're not good at either one, you could still Mm -hmm. succeed. It's just the, you know, the odds kind of go down in a sense that you're not bringing as much to the table and, you know, you just have to depend on other people more. I think if right. you can cover one of those two bases, good with people or good with details, I, I think you're, you're on to something, especially in the kingdom. It's, it's one of the best answers I've ever heard on the show, Ace, again, in 16 years. You know, it, it is interesting because I do ask the question a lot, you know, and I know you, you listen to the show from time to time, and you mm-hmm. know, so many of our guests do say, they say, okay, what advice would you give to an aspiring entrepreneur looking to buy a franchise? And, and they always say, okay, do, do what you're passionate about. And I don't know where that came from. Like if it was like Anthony Robbins or some you know, motivational <laughs> speaker. But, you know, what you said is, is so true, though, right? It's like it just makes so much sense is, is, is do what you're good at and then find those things and then ask yourself what you're passionate about. You know, so you're saying not just, yeah. you know, don't just put it totally to the side. But, you know, and, and I could tell, you know, just talking to you, 
you know, how passionate you are, you know, about what you do. I mean, you, you obviously love what you do, don't you? I mean, I could tell you, oh, you enjoy man. going to work every day, don't you? <laughs> I can't wait to get at it. It, it pains yeah. me not to be at the kingdom. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly, exactly. So if you can look into a crystal ball, Ace, like, I mean, if whether the crystal ball was a year or three years or five years down the road, um, you know, what are the, 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 the future for Pickleball Kingdom? I mean, it really sounds very exciting. It, it is. Uh, I, I have never seen sort of a, a tsunami in a positive way right. happening in American business that is yeah. so clear. And we are on that, you know, leading edge and that cusp of, of helping this thing, mm-hmm. you know, go completely mainstream. So, yeah, I would say inside of five years, we're going to have a pickleball kingdom in every major U.S. city in the United States. And somewhere within that time, we'll expand internationally. We've already gotten inquiries and offers from pretty much every continent. Uh, wow. We're just kind of vetting those. That's sort of a iteration right. too. Sure. Uh, yeah. But there's no reason, not only the sport, but our brand doesn't translate, right. you know, to, again, every country. There are no ethnic barriers to this. This mm-hmm. isn't a male, female, young, old, right. anything. Right. It's, it's just people, people who want to have fun, <clears throat> connect with yeah. others, and be healthy. So, you know, one of our core belief statements is life is better with pickleball, and yeah. uh, we believe that. I, like, I live next to um, uh, a golf course, um, Ace, you know, and so I, I get to watch people play golf all the time. And a lot of people ask me, because I don't, I don't play, you know, I just watch, you know, and, and a lot of people ask me, they say, why don't you, you know, take up golf? And I would say, you know, it takes too long. You know, it's going to take me yeah. a year, two years, five years, you know, and so I, I've always put it off, put it off. But like, like you said with pickleball, I mean, it's, it's just the learning curve is so quick, you know, I mean, anybody can do it, you know what I mean? And, and that's why it's, it's, yeah. just, it's just so exciting, you know, and I, I, I love the concept. Marty, we got to get you onto a court uh, for sure. Yeah, my uh, sister's I, been trying. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> you need to and, take her up on it or come down to the kingdom. Exactly, exactly. I'm, I, and I can see myself getting addicted too, you know, which, which, is, which is, it's, a, it's a good addiction though, isn't it, Ace? It's not a bad addiction, you oh. know. A hundred percent. It's, you know, pickleball yeah. is good for you physically, socially, and, and I believe yeah, spiritually. So I traveled that same path. Uh, I yeah. held off on golf because both our children were very active in sports, and I knew, you know, it's a window of time that I'm not going to get back. So right. four right. years ago, when our daughter graduated from high school, and she's our younger child, okay. uh, I said, okay, now green light. I'm going to pick up golf. Yeah. And right. so I got brand new clubs. Lessons, <laughs> hundreds of hours on the driving right. range, and and just for frame of reference, Marty, I was a Division One quarterback a million years ago. Is that I right? share that to wow. say. I got, okay. Yeah, I got good me. hand-eye coordination. <laughs> yeah, so I got hand-eye coordination. I'm not starting from scratch. Oh, and golf still <laughs> kicks my butt. Yeah, I go out exactly. there and I feel like I've never touched a club. So that learning right. curve is so long and so steep. Oh, that's fantastic. coming back to pickleball. In five yeah. minutes, Marty, you're going to feel like you've right. been playing this forever. Exactly. So it's, exactly. it's very um, attractive, inducing that way to make you want to come back. And, yes. and lastly, I coined this phrase. I call it the sneaky workout. Mm-hmm. If I'm on an elliptical 
every second that I'm on there, I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, this sucks. That is oh, so true, isn't my it? 20 minutes over. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I'm typically listening to your podcast. So that's the only thing right. that's true. <laughs> Thank you. So, <laughs> oh, but the fantastic. time, you know, of, right. of just I, working on it. I totally get it. it. Oh, that's fantastic. Last night, I'm on the courts with some buddies. I'm laughing, again, playing, yes. joking around. Never once did I think I'm working out. And when I'm done, Marty, my sweat ring on my shirt is down to my belly oh, button. I never once thought I'm working out. So, again, yeah, right, right. totally different, totally different dynamic. That's the secret, isn't it? It's fantastic. Well, I can't tell you, Ace, how much I've enjoyed talking to you today. This has been one of my favorite interviews out of, out of 800 oh, interviews. Man. So I'm so happy to finally <laughs> get the chance to talk to you. It's been such a pleasure. What's the best way for our listeners to, to get more information on Pickleball Kingdom, Ace? You know, as a service and, and of course, the franchise opportunity, any websites you want to kind of direct them to? Oh, absolutely. Thanks for asking. So number one, yeah. our website is pickleballkingdom.com. Okay. And then they can go to our tab that has franchising. Uh, or they can just email directly to my COO who uh, handles the front line of that. So it's okay. Rob, R-O-B dot S at okay. pickleballkingdom.com. Fantastic. And I would like to invite you back, Ace, over the next year or two as, as you continue to grow. I'm going to keep continuing to watch you because I'm really excited with what's going on at Pickleball Kingdom. I think this is going to be very, very big and very huge. And, and congratulations to all your success. Thank you. And thanks for what you do, Marty. I look forward to our next conversation. Thank you, Ace. This has been my pleasure. We'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up in our next segment, we'll be playing a clip from our Great Quotes and Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com. Or you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Today's great quote in franchising is being brought to you by Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. 
coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the President of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews many years now, and during that time we've had some incredible quotes and lessons on our show. And if you go to our About Us page on FranchiseInterviews.com, you'll take notice on why we started the podcast and radio show, Franchise Interviews, and it suggests that every business has a story. And that's really been our experience in doing all of these podcasts and radio shows. Is every show we do, you'll notice that every franchisor, every franchisee has an amazing story related to franchising. Today's great quote in franchising podcast comes from Tony Luffy. And Tony Luffy is the chief executive officer of the Marlowe Investment Group. And the Marlowe Investment Group are franchise owners of some very popular franchise systems such as Little Caesars, Sizzler, Jack in the Box, Arby's, Church's Chicken, and most recently Sears Appliance and Hardware Stores. And Tony talks about the difference between opportunity and regret. And there's another great quote uh, relating to opportunity. And again, we talk a lot about opportunity on our weekly radio show. It's said that luck is when opportunity meets preparation. But let's hear what Tony says about the difference between opportunity and regret. That we've been able to do in a, on a large scale. It's it's amazing. If you go back to the beginning, Tony, I mean, were your goals, <clears throat> I mean, today, I mean, you're, you're as large as like 200 plus units, but I mean, back then, I mean, when you go back to the beginning, I mean, w- w- was that your goal in the beginning or was this kind of like a, just like a natural progression over time? It's both. Um, both. Really, when, when I, in the early 90s, when I finally became a partner, a 10% partner of a small company, I wanted to get to 50 units before I turned 50. So I don't know if that goal was really feasible in my head, but that was the dream. Um, But the goal, the the most important part of it was I wanted to be an entrepreneur, I wanted to be independent, and I wanted to allow my ability to manage people and work with people to, to develop into something that was bigger. I didn't know the size uh, nor did I plan for it to be a you know a number of revenue, whether it's ten million or five million, whatever it was. Right, it was right. really finding a way to make a living and support my family at the same time, satisfying my personal need, which is to be an entrepreneur. Um, and and really, once that took place, it was more about the opportunities that came our way. And I always uh-huh. say, the difference between opportunity and regret is being ready. So if you're ready, you see the opportunity as an opportunity. Otherwise, you spend a lifetime regretting the fact that you missed the opportunity. So, so to me, it's about being ready. And I've always worked so hard to make sure that we are ready for whenever that opportunity came our way. 
That's fantastic. We have this um, <clears throat> great quotes in franchising uh, podcast. We're gonna we're gonna put that quote in there, Tony, if you don't mind. I, I think that's that's very powerful. Maybe we could talk a little bit about um, your company. I mean, the Marlow Investment Group. I mean, the if you'd like to hear that whole interview with Tony Luffy, all you have to do is go to franchiseinterviews.com, and you can go to our franchises listed alphabetically page, and simply go to the Marlow Investment Group, and you can hear that whole interview. Um, we have that interview also in our About Us page, and you can go to Franchise Interviews by category as well, and go under the food category, because that's where most of Tony's franchises are um, located within his portfolio. And lastly, we'd just like to thank everyone for making this podcast such a tremendous success. It's amazing how many people have listened to the podcast over the years so um, it's really been wonderful and we'll see you again soon with another edition of great quotes in franchising from franchise interviews take care everyone franchise interviews from eastern pennsylvania to sydney australia you're listening to franchise interviews franchise interviews